Welcome to Radio Survivor. We're here for the love of radio and sound. My name is Eric Klein. And I'm Jennifer Waits. And on today's show, we are celebrating radio around the world. We're talking about wireless, which is a 24-hour, 24-station broadcast happening on August 27th, 2020. It is a collaboration of RadioEE.net, which is presenting an online translingual 24-hour broadcast about planetary wireless. This event is being held on the 100th anniversary of the first broadcast in Argentina and the first mass public entertainment broadcast in the world. Jennifer, you put this episode together. This was this was so much fun. This is exactly up our alley because I think we're learning about all of these fascinating segments that are going to happen on this broadcast that are all around the idea of wireless and like the in the pragmatic sense, but also in the sort of ephemeral, philosophical sense. What is wireless? What is the history of radio? So, I, I, you know, as we're enjoying the conversation and the episode, it, it makes me think of so many different ways, so many different future episodes of Radio Survivor where we could explore all of these topics that are part of this 24-hour broadcast involving participants from all over the world, in different languages, I think is really an amazing undertaking to kind of examine. I mean, really, it's what we do on Radio Survivors, understanding, taking a look at the idea of radio from a lot of different angles and perspectives. Yeah, today's guests on Radio Survivor are three of the co-founders of this uh, collective of uh, radio producers of artists from RadioEE.net, and um, they really approach radio uh, from from a very uh, a very copacetic viewpoint here on Radio Survivor, the idea of it being a global meeting place for our ears to, to hear each other's voices, but also to hear the sound of wind in each other's cities. Um, the, we really cover... I like how today's episode really does, um, and what Radio EE is planning for their special broadcast that we're talking about today, is how it really... Um, wraps its arms around the entire spectrum of what's possible on the radio and why we love uh, both hearing voices but also uh, transmission arts. And so I'm really glad uh, to bring this uh, interview to the listeners today. On August 27, 2020, an audio event called Wireless will be broadcast across the globe, celebrating the 100th anniversary of a historic radio transmission in Argentina. Working with collaborators from many different radio stations, the founders of RadioEE.net join us today. Welcome Stephanie Sherman, Augustina Woodgate, and Hernan Woodgate to Radio Survivor. Hola. Hi. Hello. Thanks for joining us from Miami and London. So we have quite the quite the global crew here today, including myself in San Francisco and Eric Klein in Portland, Oregon. So, Stephanie, I, I wanted to start by just asking what RadioEE.net is. Uh, so, RadioEE.net, or Radio Espacio Estación, Radio Space Station, is a nomadic online translingual radio station hosting broadcast events about mobility and movement, often while on the move. That is quite fascinating. And I mean, it's been fun to sort of dive into what that means. It seems sort of mysterious. Um, I know in the past, you've done events from cars, semi-autonomous vehicles, and from, I think, boats, maybe out in the water. 
maybe before we get into that, um, what's significant about the name? Why, why Radio Space Station? Ah, so, I mean, I think the idea was that we weren't going to have a locality. We were more thinking about how radio in airspace could show up, a radio could show up in different places and then kind of land and be quite situated. Um, and so, you know, we do these 24 hour marathons in places all over the world. And so much of it has been about being in a really specific location, getting to know the people there, working within that location with the resources we have on them, like with a different kind of vehicle that's specific to that location every time. And so every broadcast has been incredibly unique. Um, but then we pick up and go somewhere else. So Augustina, can you tell us about Wireless? What is that event that is happening on August 27th, 2020? For sure. Uh, so, bueno, we were supposed to be in Buenos Aires. Let's start there. Um, the, the idea of this broadcast in this specific day uh, is because, as you mentioned, it's the celebration of this very historic broadcast that happened from the roof of a theater in Buenos Aires, which is where Hernán and myself grew up and from where we're from. We thought it was a, quite an amazing, fascinating um, mini snippet of the story of radio that turns out that happened in our hometown. And so this time yeah, was... Yeah, can you tell us... Yeah. Tell us more about that snippet. What happened on that day? On that day, um, Wagner, uh, well, three three Italian uh, guys broadcasted with a smuggled Marconi equi- radio equipment um, the first in the first entertainment transmission in history. What this means, it was the first radio transmission that was actually programmed for an audience, for entertainment. And it was Wagner's uh, opera, Perisfald, is that how you pronounce it? Um, Parsifal. And, Thank you. And Wagner, <laughs> but we, you don't need to know how to pronounce it. Well, really. it's okay. this is a great part of our radio, just also between parentheses. We are multilingual, así que hablamos en un idioma, hablamos el otro, and we go by, and it's chill. Everyone, don't need to freak out if you don't understand. You just need to relax. Um, So (laughs) we do a lot of mistakes in pronunciation and we learn in practice. Augustina, Uh, you you just said the radio transmitting equipment was smuggled into Buenos Aires a hundred years ago. Why? Correcto. Because, well, at that moment, the only way you could broadcast was if you actually had a Marconi equipment. Marconi had the monopoly of of the airwaves really because he was the only one who was producing the the, the transmitters and the receivers so these uh, Italians had found a way to get their hands into uh, this this uh, transmitter brought it to Buenos Aires and created a contraption together with the help of the acrobats uh, that were part of the circus of El Teatro Coliseo that was not a theater then. It was actually a historic circus, very important in the Haitian historic community immigration that was in Buenos Aires. It's like a very entangled story, right? But the point is that they used this location because they, they, they needed it, the help of the acrobats to climb as tall as they could in order to put the antenna. Um, so... 
Unfortunately, that broadcast was only heard by only 22 families because only 22 families had a receiver back then. But it was a very important moment, I think, and for us it called our attention this this sort of um, shift between radio being a military uh, tool to actually becoming um, the beginning of a mass media channel for communication and entertainment for, for society in general. Um, why wireless? Because, for, because this marks also the first wireless communication um, in history in this, in this manner. Um, everything, everything that is wireless is running on radio, but just not many people make the connection of wireless and radio. Typically, we think about a radio as, a, as an old FM, AM machine or the car. But in fact, our our routers are using our are using radio waves. Our cell phones are using radio waves. Uh, every autonomous vehicle and the future of the Internet of Things will will run on on radio waves. So the idea here is to start at that moment in time on August twenty seven and move from the past into the present into the future and opening up what wireless really means. Uh, from different angles, this will happen from from the voices of engineers, uh, architects. Um, what else? We have all sorts of different flavors in here: um, historian, uh, historians, urban planners, um, a bit more political angles. Um, the most, I am really over the moon about the ITU also joining the broadcast. So we're going to have someone uh, from 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 the actually International Telecommunications Union coming to talk about spectrum allocation and these kind of things. So it should be a very rich uh, transmission, and of course, intermingling all sorts of experiments uh, on sound um, and actually taking the medium of of wireless as a as a as a place to to yeah to explore to and sonify sonify it uh, musicians as well of course most of them live and all our broadcasts typically happens live also as Stephanie was mentioning before we we like to bring all our guests live I was curious, um, Hernan, could you talk about, originally there was a different idea for how wireless was going to be transmitted, and and with the pandemic, I'm assuming that has led to the current version of what your plans are. Maybe talk a little bit about the original plan and how it's evolved. Well, the original plan was the three of us to go to Argentina, and actually, as Autina just said, go to the roof of the Coliseo and just pretend to be uh, all of those guys and me pretending to be the clown climbing and putting the antenna. I will be that guy. Um, nice. But um, obviously this year we cannot go anywhere. So um, we decided to go. We were working, we, we were experimenting about different ways of do transmission without being on the side because we never know what what would what would it will happen and well this happened and we already had a solution before but but we didn't know about it so we decided to use it you are we were like this actually this system was supposed to be used on a different broadcast but 
you know, why not use it now, which seems to be the perfect time to use it. And um, so we mutate to the actually what is actually leaving everybody now, no? Just being at our houses or whenever you, need, we, whenever you can be and just do radio or broadcast or connect with us that way. So um, we have different ways what we are we connecting to uh, different people all over the world. And I think this is the most interesting part of it that we are using almost all of the wireless systems that are now on the net. Like we are going to be using WeChat, WhatsApp, Zoom, different multiports, uh, phone calls, WhatsApp calls, people coming into our streams. We have many different ways so people can come and stream with us. And I think that represents a lot of what wireless, what, what the name of the show is, actually. And, uh, and I think it also goes a lot of the actual situation of the, of the world. And we are broadcasting with everybody all over the world. And uh, it's a coincidence or not that we are all in the same situation right now. And it's great that we, can, or that we are all able to be there the 27th before we... we like we couldn't have everybody there. Now we can. So I think that's, uh, that's also amazing. And you're, you're working with some radio stations. Is that something that has happened in prior? I know that RadioEE.net has done a whole bunch of interesting uh, 24-hour broadcasts over the years. Um, so have you collaborated with other radio stations before? Yeah, so usually our broadcasts are super local, right? We're like kind of obsessed with insisting that we feature local music wherever we are and local sound and only local voices and of course they're multilingual and then we always partner because we're an online station we always partner with like a terrestrial radio station or at least an online station that's situated in the place where we are so in that sense we often partner with other radio stations and then we have been um slowly building a network of people that are rebroadcasting globally but it was always like not the focus. It was kind of like, oh, well, we're friends with Radio Relativa in Madrid and Pub Radio in Amsterdam. And maybe they'll like they'll reshare the stream because like they have a channel that's activated when it's activated. But um, like an addendum to the story, Ernie, which I don't even know if you are like deep part of the conversations with August and I at this point. But we had always wanted to be thinking about how to bring in all of these other radios because it's a 100th anniversary and we never like celebrate anniversaries or anything. So that's already weird for us. I remember um, the from the World Cup idea. Yeah. But then we were like, well, it doesn't make sense with our concept because why are we in Buenos Aires if we're like bringing in all these radios and meanwhile we're on the roof. And so like it, it sort of forced itself this way. I would add that um, as Stephanie was saying, we would typically do partner with other radios this time is not only a partnership, but the radios are our guests. And that is the first time that we actually made the radios guests. So instead of um, having locals, because there is no locals anymore now, uh, everyone is a local in the internet. And perhaps that's the premise of like, okay, we're all here. We're all here together. And so um, we, of course, are allowing them each one to use their own language. So this would be by far the most multilingual transmission we have done, um, which I'm super excited about that part. 
Um, yeah, how many, what are the different languages that will be represented this year with wireless? Whoa. We need to open up the sheet to answer the <laughs> I think so. Oh, wow. <clears throat> we go, actually go all over the world, globe. We, we, if you look at our map, everybody who's collaborating with us, I think we are almost, I think we're almost all over. We are. We have. But by, we have. By I want to add something yeah. about like we are all we, are, we like you said we usually collaborate with other radios, and I think there is something very particular about RadioE.net is that when we do a broadcast, we usually live with friends and like our guests and our coworkers or everybody. We keep in touch with all of these people and <clears throat> we reach you everybody first. But then we, we realize also that it's not enough, first. Secondly, like Stefo says, maybe they don't fit. And also, we also want to expand our network. And, and I, was t- I was talking to the girls yesterday, uh, how you start talking with someone and you all of a sudden get personal and you just you continue the conversation after you already did the... I was doing a sound test with a guy that I just met and we end up talking for like an hour about his grandma or whatever and then I think what I what I love about, one of the things that I really love about Radio E is, is, that, is that thing that we every show we, we expand our, our network and we, we collaborate with more radios and more radios and we learn from the radios a lot and we learn from the rest of the, the guests so much Okay, I have a list of double languages. Some of them I cannot even pronunciate. You ready? Um, of course, English, Spanish, French, Portuguese, Mandarin. Um, then I have a mix, Pakistani, and a mixture between Pakistani and English that is called Urdu. Mm-hmm. Then we also have Mapudungun which is a dialect, I believe, from a community in Acre, in the Amazon jungle. Um, these are some of the few that I have here. Yeah. Oh, Slavic as well. Um, Arab as well. And so yeah. we're talking today with, that's the voice of Augustina Woodgate. You, you just heard from Hernan Woodgate, and we also have Stephanie Sherman on the line. And we're talking to them because they are planning, as we speak, a 24-hour broadcast on August 27th called wireless um so many languages what are they all going to be talking about yeah i get our theme is kind of planetary wireless right so in some ways we're building off this moment in history but then taking up what does wireless mean to us today and so sometimes that is from a technological angle sometimes that's from an urbanistic angle sometimes that's from like a meta radio angle what does it mean to make radio at this moment in time um what does it mean from like the spectrum allocation resource management all these kinds of things 5g technology it also means fun things because we're here for 24 hours people so it means things like um we have some tightrope walkers um who are going to speak to the urban acrobatics inspiration. We have a segment called Bats, Bees, and Butterflies. So um, thinking about insect communication, also wireless. Um, And yeah, so maybe usual and unusual uh, approaches to to the theme. I'm particularly excited about um, telepathy. 
the 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 segment in um, in um, Bratislava took on the topic of wireless uh, telepathy as wireless communication. Super excited about that. Say more about uh, that. What are you? What are you? It's yeah. Say more. I am a huge believer, Eric. Here, I am a huge believer here about telepathy and uh-huh. uh, and our inability to exercise it, uh, just because. We have too many devices that are mediating us. But I believe that we are... I mean, think about it this way. There are two organs in our body that are working with electronic, electric impulses, our brain and our heart. So we already have the electricity inside of us. Um, and radio waves happen when you electrify photons, right? So then that... It's, it's pretty much... It, it would mean that we do have the capacity to electrify these photons through thought. I mean, quantum physics starts to talk about this, right? And um, we read a little bit with Stephanie, well, not a little bit, not quite a lot, actually, about some experiments the Russians were doing early, early in the century and how that was sort of like almost kept, kept aside from science, calling it pseudoscience, but... I believe to just shut it down. Um, a lot of this has never been translated. Also, so it's still in Russian. Perhaps also a way to keep to keep this information safe. I would imagine. Um, but it was interesting also that the that the, that the guys from Bratislava took on the topic right away. I mean, they know. Well, um, it's funny because Radio Survivor. Well, we've done 260 episodes uh, celebrating the history of radio and the culture and. Uh, a handful of those episodes have been about the magic of radio, and there's actually been uh, there's a really fun one that uh, I know Jennifer's radio thinking of mind. right now. Yeah, where uh, we we dove <laughs> really deep mind. into a um, like a religious philosopher who was into radio, but also um, uh, you know was was kind of like just building his own <laughs> his own uh, mythology around what was possible with radio, uh, believing that it was. Uh, linked to, to the same way that he would uh, pray and talk to God, that you could uh, pray and use the radio. It was uh, a whole thing, and it was a, that was a fun episode of Radio Survivor. So I mean, so there's gone, also like the, we've, there's do, also we've the dove belief, down those paths before. Yeah, and there's also the belief that, for example, this they also call it natural radio, um, and this it could be said of the communications that we have with animals and how. I mean, we're talking totally talking with our animals around us, right? And so sometimes, um, not even using the words, you exactly know what's happening uh, with your with your with your loved fairy uh, being. Um, same thing happening with plants, and same thing happening well, with insects, which we will be talking about it. Um, but also this instinct that is that is said that mothers have uh, between the child um, could also very much be considered as a form of telepathy, really, yeah. um, of this like wireless communication the mother or child might have. And if I might bring it back, just in case we have some uh, some some skeptics in our audience, just the magic of the fact that I'm sitting in Portland and Jennifer Waits is sitting in San Francisco and Hernan and Augustine are sitting blocks apart 
in Miami, Florida, and Stephanie Sherman today is in London, and we are speaking into our various microphones and internets and web cameras to each other, trying to connect our brains so that we can understand each other's ideas, and, and Stephanie and Hernan and Agustina are, are working on this project to do a 24-hour broadcast. All of that uh, getting from our mouths to your ears um, if that's not magical or and uh, extremely scientifically complicated, I don't know what is. It's very exciting uh, to have that conversation today on Radio Survivor. Yeah, and I think since the early days of radio, people have thought about it in those mystical ways. So I think that's that's really cool that you're addressing that with wireless and thinking back to that history. I think a lot of people in 2020 don't realize that in the early days of radio, people called it wireless. We think of wireless as such a modern term. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about some of the segments that are dealing with that deep radio history. Yeah. Um, 100 years of wireless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which of your contributors are, are directly addressing that deep history that I love of radio? I mean, well, Mark, Mark, Ra- Mark Raboy will be directly talking to uh, History of Radio. Um, so we're excited to have him on board. He was very excited also to be here. He's the author of a book um, called Marconi, the, who, what is it? The Man Who Networked the World. And um, yeah, and it's a great biography about Marconi and, and it is sort of, traces that global adventure and so he's gonna um he's gonna kick off our broadcast in a little in a bit of a way and, yeah it and, sounds like marconi was in um argentina in those early years this guy what? was in everywhere it is i mean i don't know if you had a chance to read this book mark i'm plugging your book but it is such a great like jaunt i feel like across the globe and i mean part of what we think a lot about you know our topics we always broadcast about migration or transportation or like climate but it's always about movement and and a lot of the things we take on is this demythification that like global movement is a feature of kind of like 21st century life people have been moving around from the beginning um and this has been totally accelerated but it's amazing in the hundred years how mobile somebody like marconi was like totally a globetrotter talking yeah, about mobility big... jennifer um and also in this question you asked like in terms of history we also have a really exciting crew uh that is going to join this broadcast which is the um, saocom satellite mission uh, engineers, um, they are in Cape Canaveral. They're, they are about to launch a satellite. It's the first time that this uh, is the is sorry. This platform was not been in, since has not been in use since 1960. So it's also an interesting point that this they're going to be launching from this platform. This crew happens to be Argentinian as well, and they're stuck because of the pandemia. So they're like waiting on this uh, launch, and the launch, of course, is going to happen at the same time that we're doing the broadcast. So we got. Uh, we got finally a connection with them, and they're going to be joining us. And and I and this is also an interesting point here. Um, they're also going to be talking perhaps to some of these uh, topics of of history because um, obviously satellite communication has been out there 
for a very long time. Typically, we don't associate satellite with wireless either, um, but but it's a very also really nice way to go micro, but also go micro, like go really huge at a planetary scale. Like so, we typically also go very into details and very out of scale, giant planet, world, universe, and um, yeah, we well, like it's... doing these like zooms in and zooms out. <laughs> Augustina, you just talking about satellite technology reminded me that that the beginning of radio in the 1920s is closer to the beginning of satellite technology in the 1950s than our present moment. Like we're we're farther along the technological like uh, timeline uh, than they were when those. Oh boy, uh, totally too much too too many exciting ideas, and I'm sure that all of these uh, thoughts are feeding into uh, the broadcast that you guys are planning. Uh, for August 27th. Um, yeah, and a lot of it also exciting. is going to be quite futuristic as well, no? Because, for example, um, about the history, we do have uh, the people in Croatia that are going to take on radio pedagogy and talking about the importance that radio had played in education. Um, but um, a really huge inspiration came also to us in thinking about the radio as a future, like the, the future of it and our future as radio beings. Um, that happened when we did the broadcast Everything Speaking in Berlin two years ago when we specifically did a, like a, a zoned into um, the IoT, the Internet of Things, and its connectivity with, with, with radio, with radio technology. And We co-hosted and so, with Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the AI, the Amazon AI. Yeah. 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 So, so also this idea of like not only looking at the history of radio, but looking at the future of it, and and where are we going with it? Well, one of the things that I was very excited about because we were talking with uh, the founders of Radio Espacio Estación or Radio EE. Uh, that the last voice you heard was Augustina Woodgate. We're also joined by Hernan Woodgate and Stephanie Sherman, and they're planning a. 24-hour broadcast on August 27th to celebrate the 100 years of wireless. And uh, Ernan, uh, about 10 minutes ago, you just brought up how you had a plan, and then the the lockdown, the global lockdown, has has changed the plan. And I think it's um, it's worth talking about right now that um, what's so it's it's just such an it's a very unique moment in history of uh, people talking to each other and radio broadcasting that um, uh, that we're living through. And I wonder if you could talk more about how that's uh, informing the work that you guys have been doing, um, you know, because you were doing work like this prior to lockdown. And now here you are uh, building building this broadcast during lockdown. And I wonder what's what's changing. Uh it's changing the. It's obviously changing the way that that we usually broadcast. What I can see uh, on this broadcast, to me, it's a lot of learning. A lot of learning because we never did it this way. So I can tell you, the pandemic it's teaching me a lot of things. And and I also want to say that radio espacio estación it's uh, it's it's learning. It's it's always I always learn so much. Like. Like Agustina was saying, and Stephanie, the topics and the guests and everybody who's going to come, it's, it's, it's something that you, you cannot miss. And you can listen it for hours, and, and then you, 
you will really learn about a lot of things. Radio Espacio Estación is not only a radio station that will broadcast and entertain. It, it teaches a lot, so much. Like the girls do so much research before and they study and I personally don't read all of them because I can't keep up with them. <laughs> But they, they read and they study and they share and all the time they are learning and they, they are... I don't know how they do it with their heads because the amount of information that they put in their heads... And then, but the day of the show, they are not the ones talking. Someone else is talking. They, they have the information. They build it up for the rest to enjoy, to learn, and to, you know, feel comfortable. And it's entertainment, but it's, it's like, it's 24 hours of straight information. Very valuable. Very, very valuable. Yeah. Well, Stephanie, and, Stephanie Sherman, how about I, I pass it to you then, what Hernan just mentioned that, I mean, you guys, you're, you're doing all this research about... And, you know, your topic is everything, everything radio, 100 years of radio. Um, what, what is something that's happening right now in 2020, especially that, um, I mean, it's, it, I, I'm just thinking about how we're locked inside, the people that are, that are staying inside these days. And yet we're all also connected to each other in a way that's never been possible. Like if this had been 100 years ago, uh, a lockdown would have been a much more isolated and monk like uh, aesthetic experience but here we are um locked in our homes but also connected to each other in a way that was uh, so unique i wonder if that's informing this project at all in a way that you could talk about i mean certainly it's it's almost like the backbone i think it's like part of the structure is just to to push that experiment as far as we can take it i mean So all of our broadcasts are these like giant logistical challenges that we set up for ourselves. Um, so I'll answer both your question and the, in some ways the one to, you posed to Hernan as well, which is that, you know, usually the challenge is how do we navigate a city in 24 hours with the right choreography given traffic and the guests and the times that they can meet and their availability and like, the unknowns and we have to eat and we need gas and we need a battery to plug in and our, you know our solar powered battery where will that charge and it says like goes on and on about like how is this going to be possible and right. engineering um, like facts of engineering which are very physical and you know unmovable so, right super tangible like things technology bodies like other people's schedules and then like trying to make a coherent story out of that and like on a route that makes sense with a driver that we just met but we love dearly and the whole th of, and many kinds of many forms from boats to 16 person bicycles to, like super absurd logistics right and like a true marathon for all of you physically having to like be awake and and coherent How, how is that different this time? Like, are you all going to be awake and with hands on or are you re relying more on your partners? How can you go to sleep when you know that you only have 24 hours and someone else is broadcasting your meet? You don't want to miss anything. Okay, I'm, I'm sleepy. You sleep and then you're eating. That impossible. never happens. Right. We never sleep. Yeah. We say no. we would, but we never do. <laughs> we fall asleep maybe on the table for like an hour for like a little bit, but then that's it. Um. Well, I will say that, like, so So the funny thing is that usually, in some ways, the program is, like, the last thing to come together because, 
Also, like, we show up in a city and we have three weeks to, like, become local, essentially, and figure out, like, who's the right person to talk to. And you find one person, then you find another person. We've been there before, but, like, nobody really pays attention to us until, like, a month when the clock starts ticking in radio. It's, like, also this radio time is, like, if you contact people three months out, they're just like, yeah, whatever. Like, thanks. <laughs> um, so there's an energy. and But this one, because we're sharing the space with so many radios, the the schedule has to be just worked out earlier so you know now we're in hectic mode like finalizing our schedule but it's two weeks out and i'm super happy about that because that <laughs> never really happened <laughs> yeah but now we're gonna pass it to ernie and he's gonna have to like think about how all the every single different type of connection that's gonna happen whether we're sharing a stream or multi-streams mm. or like it's over the net i mean the so it's a different challenge Sorry, also I'm i would sorry. like to add that we typically have um so we work on, on grids, on everything goes on the grid. If it's not on the grid, it doesn't, it's not going to happen. And so That's a spreadsheet um, to like... Yeah, the, the coordination that, that Stephanie is talking about of battery, charging, electricity, food, bathroom, guest, it's all tied up to a location. Um, so there are locations assigned to things. This time, it's attached to a time zone. And so our movement is happening across times. So instead of organizing the guests from a logic of, oh, well, this one is closer to this one and the bathroom is right in the middle, so it's perfect, we are organizing them by who's in the morning, who's at night, well, his night is my night, so that will work out. And it's just like a, a time zone puzzle, which has been really confusing and super interesting because my reckless obviously by miracle it works out like a glove it's it just it's just perfect how it's all um yeah it's it's just working out and are you moving are you moving between the time zones um in any specific sort of way like are you going in one particular direction or is it just sort of all over the map depending on I guess it's a combination. It's a combination between the story and how we tell the story, the narrative. But also, um, we did ask for the radios to like, hey, when is your best time? Because some of these radios are, are very active radios and they already have programmings, perhaps. So, what is your availability that you can come live? So it's between. Uh, it's a negotiation between availability, story, storytelling, and and life. Right, because also we're all stuck at home, and so you might have your kids at that moment, but you might be quiet right now. Or so it's like it's always a negotiation. Um, there, and in terms, yeah, sorry, go. Well, there's also just the flow question and language question, and like usually we're talking like the whole time. This time we're like, well, you know, we come in for ten minutes and then we we hide away again. So we're like thinking about how like how we're gonna help transition. When, when we can just let the radios pass it without our intervention at all. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was curious about because um, you're talking about segments that, well, I know radio, um, I know Wave Farm is participating and, and their portion seems to be more like radio art, transmission art, and, but you've also, um, you also seem to have a journalistic kind of approach to a lot of the projects that you do. And we should, uh, we should let listeners know, Jennifer, that when you mentioned Wave Farm, uh, people who don't know, Wave Farm is a radio station in upstate New York. And so we're talking about uh, each 
what is it? Every I'm gonna I'm just gonna guess it's every hour. But we're talking about each uh, the radio broadcast is gonna be passed like a baton to individual radio stations around the world during this 24 hour broadcast that uh, Radio EE is planning. Yeah, and so. Um and, and you've been describing a lot of different types of projects that different stations might have different approaches. So I, I think I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around all of that and what that's going to sound like. If, um, so uh, are you envisioning it? Is it all of these things? Is it radio art? Is it journalism? Is it, um, yeah, what, what is it? <laughs> For sure. I think that we always also tend to have like that problematic of defining ourselves because it's like also it's so much about performance i mean you know it's a, there's so much of it as well and in and in itself the 24-hour um audio piece it's it's almost like a, it's an audio piece in itself um but when we are live there is something very radiophonic you know and very journalistic about it um, we, I wanted, I do want to mention that, for example, in, and this is the case for every every broadcast we do, is that um, we do give a lot of freedom to the guests uh, to take on the topic, uh, however it resonates better for themselves and for the location. So, sure, we do come with an agenda, but this agenda is absolutely flexible and open because. For example, what's happening in Chipre and the way that they are reacting with the explosion that just happened in Libano, it's pretty amazing because they heard the explosion from there with a lag, um, which they are also somehow relating to the lag that Internet has in every broadcast. So they're sort of like making this parallel of like the sonic lag um, in a way. And so how could you say no to something or like, you know, we, we, the curation is somehow also very measured in the sense of like, of course, if you want to bring that forward and use this channel to, um, to, to, yeah, to give space to this conversation. Um, yes, these are the times. And, and so be um, attentive to, to being time specific as much as we are site specific, being time specific. Augustina, you just mentioned. Uh, did you just reference a radio station that that was near Beirut, or but but not in Beirut? Can you tell me more? I... Yeah, our partners in Chipre. Um, are, Where's that? Our uh, Chipre is in Cyprus. Okay, yeah. Oh, see, so yeah, okay. I'm using the Spanish word. No, that's good. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, he's he's doing a co-broadcast uh, with a with a with a person in in Lebanon. The idea is that the person in Lebanon is going to be doing a sound a sound walk through the ruins. Um, wow. Oh, wow! Of the of the recent explosion, a, a live sound walk, or is there, are they going to record it before? I mean, either way, it's in it's the works. Yeah, they're trying to figure out what's the logistics because also, like Arnan was saying, there's there's a lot of. Um, dreams of what we of what everyone would want to do, but then there's technical limitations. And when I say technicals, it's not about what the equipment people own, but also the capabilities that their locations have in terms of connectivity. Like in the Amazon jungle, it's WhatsApp, and that's it. That's the only bandwidth they can access to. Um, and so responding just, to um, it, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Could you just explain for some of our listeners who might not know what a sound walk is? We've we've talked about them on the show, and I love them, but yeah, people and, might not know what it is. And maybe use use the context of uh, doing a sound walk in Beirut. Uh, uh, what's it going to be about? Three weeks? No, well, now it'll be about a month uh, following the the explosion there. 
See, um, well, it's 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 still on the works, and of course, there's a lot of sensitivity around the the, the topic and the connection and how they would do it. Um, ideally, the 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 partner in in Beirut would be would be walking really um, across the landscape and almost as if the if the landscape is the guest, really, right? It's just like allowing the landscape to to come through and. And not that much of intervention of of his voice, but actually allowing the, the space to speak for itself. Um, it would be very interesting, I think, because uh, the person in Cyprus it's actually going to be talking about. He fell into this amazing amount of research because of our our invitation um, on the BBC and how they um, did a massive colonization strategy through uh, establishing a giant antenna uh, in in Cyprus to broadcast. But then this radio was co-opted and everything was broadcasted in Arab. So the BBC has no idea what was broadcasted in all these years. This is like early 1940s, 1950s, and these archives are mysteriously gone. Um, there, there's no way to access them. So he's been kind of like tracing these archives and this story about, um, yeah, Arab colonization through radio. And then, and then this happens. So it's sort of like tying uh, a history with a present moment in very interesting ways as well. That's a very radio survivor. Uh, we're, yeah, I, Jennifer I and I both s- want to have that. I know. I was going to, I feel like show. every segment is yeah. a potential radio survivor segment. It's like, a dream 24 hours for us of all of these little pieces of radio. Um, I'm curious, Hernan and everyone, do you all have radio backgrounds? Did you do radio before radio TV? I, I actually, I actually uh, was doing radio when Agustina came to Argentina to, to a show that I was doing with my friend 10 years ago. And once she put the headphones on, she was like, I want to do radio. And she went back to the States, met up with Stefo, and, you know, we started the radio. But I, I did radio before, actually, right before starting the, this. But my experience has been Radio EE for the most. What, where did you do radio before? What kind of Argentina. radio station? And what sort of radio station was it? It was an online radio. That was the, the, that was, I think that was the trick, because... What it was it? Ten years ago, 12, there was no almost, online. Like already 13. Twelve. Yeah, yeah. There was no. It wasn't popular. There were there, there were, but there, it was no popular. And I was playing with the radio. I was doing one hour a week with my friend on this place. And I saw the guy. I'm. I always been curious about technicals, and I was. I was. I was always. You know, it was always easy for me. So I just learned how to do it and brought, I, brought, I brought it over here and the, Agustina, was, Agustina and Stephanie were always curious about using empty space or a new space. Agustina's art, I think, it, 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 the, on the most is with recycled materials and like she's always, I'm not, I'm, I'm, my, my background is not on art, but Agustina's always thinking, you know, conceptual, blah, blah, blah. And um, she was like, oh, there's air here and we can use this air. It's unused. How can we use it? You know, and then I was on step for, you know, the mines, they worked something together and they were like, hey, Hernan, we don't know. We have an idea, but we don't know how to make it happen. So that was it. They flew me over from Argentina to North Carolina. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, we need to know more about this because I was I was reading you have an art space in a former thrift store where some of these uh, where one of the broadcasts happened in and um, the there were just the a lot of cool details about that. So yeah, tell <laughs> us more about this. We met we met in two thousand Augustine and I met in two thousand seven um, at this place called Elsewhere, which I started in two thousand three and. It's a three-story former thrift store in downtown Greensboro, and it hosts artist residencies in this, like, giant world of things that this woman collected over 58 years, and now nothing's for sale, and so artists come and make stuff, and we, you know, I had been there for, like, four years, and all of a sudden, like, this amazing person came, and we were, like, just freaking out about everything and having a great time, and sort of knew we would be collaborators for life, Um, and I guess two years later, we... We were at the time what was so I come from a background in English literature and storytelling um, and was like really loved hanging out with Augustine and talking to her because also her English was a lot worse back then. And so the number of mistakes in every sentence was like really, really high. And they were all such beautiful, poetic mistakes. Like it was a whole new way of encountering language and I'm also like a terrible language learner horrible it's like been you know I was traumatized by a French teacher it I'll never get a recover like it's just I'm really really bad and so I thought like well maybe like this could be a way to like access language learning in a totally other way and at minimum get comfortable not understanding or like uh, appreciating the poetics of language in a, in another kind of way and like the intonations, what you can um, understand from intonation. So, anyway, we, August, do you want to take up this story from? No, the front, that's the exactly yeah. from the front window. <laughs> yeah, totally. This is this is exactly the the thing. So we 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 wrote a grant. Um, I always was my, personally, I've always wanted it to be a pirate, and so running a radio seemed like the obvious uh, way to do so. And so here we are, we met. Hernan was doing radio in Buenos Aires. I want to be a pirate, and Stephanie's finding poetry in the way I speak. Perfect. That's a great radio combo. And so we wrote a grant, and supposedly this grant was to run a radio station for one month from Greensboro, and since Greensboro, so from this residency program, which considers everything, nothing is discarded, blah, blah. So it was perfect because like, oh, great, let's use the airwaves. Let's think about how available they are and how underlooked. No one pays attention. We could all be doing radio, but no one's doing it. As Hernan said also, back then, people were still asking us, but where can we listen Radio EE? And we're like, in radioe.net. Yeah, but where? Like not putting together... Um, website with an audio component. Um, the internet was meant for Google search. I don't know, but there was a sort of like a, a non-association with that, which at the moment we got frustrated. Today, we were like, today we think about it as like, whoa, we were really into something back then. Um, but so, so we set up to do a one month long of Six hours a day of radio transmission, and we have never done radio before in our lives. Of course, it was amazing and a disaster because we never realized also the amount of programming that comes behind it. And we were all concerned about the technicals and what gets plugged into where. And then we were realizing, like, okay, but we're going to talk about it. What are we going to talk about for so many hours, for so many days? 
And so that was a huge lesson. But for us, it, in our heads, it was a one month long of bilingual radio. And we had said bilingual then. Entonces era mitad español, mitad inglés, y así lo hacíamos y tal. Okay, finish, one month is over, and Radio Espacio was done. One year later, uh, amazing organization that we really love, actually, uh, from Berlin, called Kunstwerk KW, um, reaches out not to any single personal emails to us, but actually to the radio email, inviting the radio to broadcast a conference that they were doing. The conference was called Voicing Responsibility, and they were inviting us because of our bilingual mode. We thought bilingual for us at that moment was Spanish-English. But they... It was the only way to communicate between each other because if uh, Stephanie was saying Autina's English was bad, mine, I couldn't speak a word. So I was a Spanish guy and Autina was talking to me in English. That was it. <laughs> you totally... But, but the Germans took it totally on their way and they're like, oh, great, bilingual, English-German. And we're like, oh, and that was because of that invitation was the first time that our own concept became our own challenge because it's like, okay, but... We don't speak German. Because before, we were bilingual in Spanish-English. We could handle it. Now we are bilingual in German-English. How do we go about this? And, and, the, and the woman who invited us was like, well, of course, right? You're running a radio station. She never even realized a radio station was a project. For her, a radio station was a channel. So it was also through these sort of like invitations and, and very intuitive decisions we took very early on that um, started it, that, that end up where we are today, really. Um, and solidifying it and, and actually pushing the boundaries. I think that in this case, this broadcast is really pushing the multilinguality in different layers of all sorts. Um, yeah. Yeah, how, also... how do you even manage that with so many languages? You know, like you're talking about, in the beginning, it's really just just a matter of who you are and what you speak um, but now taking on a project with all these languages but I don't I think we care to manage Jennifer I don't think it's not about managing I mean truly we have no sometimes we have no idea what's going on in our own radio and we and the, and the point is not to manage it the point is to let go it's totally the opposite well that's the voice of Augustina Woodgate we're also joined by Hernan Woodgate and Stephanie Sherman they are the radio Espacio Estacion, or Radio EE, a collective of um, radio artists who are working on a 24-hour broadcast for August 27th, 2020, called Wireless, uh, that will be broadcast uh, around the world on different radio stations um, on that date. Uh, this is Radio Survivor. My name is Eric Klein. With me is Jennifer Waits. And I want to ask uh, Stephanie Sherman, as we're rounding out um, our hour-long conversation for the radio audience, uh, to tell us... What is, what is the story of your broadcast? You said you're a story person. So what is the story of the upcoming 24-hour broadcast as, as, uh, as you could tell it to us today ah. on Radio Survivor? Okay, well, we're here now after 100 years of planetary wireless communication and entertainment. And um, I think we're taking a look at the planet and how how connected we all are vis-a-vis um, -vis this wireless communication. And, you know, we've been talking about how 
uh, Radio EE's work has been making, a, in some ways, making a sonic portrait of a place in time. But I think we're we're almost it's almost like making a sonic portrait of uh, radio on the planet in in this specific pandemic pandemic moment um and thinking about how far we've come and how we haven't come very far at all well uh stephanie sherman ernan ernan woodgate and augustina woodgate thank you so much for joining us today on radio survivor i hope you can uh stay with us for for the podcast where we can talk some more but that's it for today on the radio show thank you thank you for having us eric and jennifer thank you thanks for everything yeah Okay, so that was, yeah, that was uh, 54 minutes and 19 seconds. Now we can just keep talking for as long How as nice. you guys have. Um, yeah. And Her- Hernan, you had, you had your hand yeah, up exactly. earlier. So, so jump on in what, with what you were going to talk I about. Don't re- I actually don't remember what I was about to say. <laughs> ah, no, yes. <clears throat> I wanted to add also, the first, our first show, the idea uh, was to bring together two communities. That's why we did it bilingual. So we did Spanish and English, and we brought different people. Like There was a big community in Greensboro, Spanish community, where wouldn't interact with the local, like not Spanish community. And I, I, at the beginning, I think we, that was the, the initial idea, and I think we keep doing the same thing. Like we, we, put to, we, bring, to, we bring people together, and we also teach people how to communicate, which, because we are not only broadcasting, we are, and this is also the initial inspiration of why we are doing radio, because it was so easy for us to like, okay, we go to the air and we can talk to the world. So easy, it's free also, and everybody can do it. And the initial concept of uh, bringing community together, bringing community together, and uh, teaching how... Uh, Telling people that to communicate to each other and you to go to the world and say something is so easy. And we are still doing the same thing after 12 years. The, the, the initial concept is, and to me, it's beautiful. On, on that note, um, I, would, I would fast forward 12 years of Radio EE and what had happened to us during the pandemic. Um, now, all of a sudden, everyone has this like revelation that knowledge could be shared online all this time. And so... <laughs> Um, we have been invited to do some really amazing uh, workshops, right? And so when we are invited to do radio workshops, perhaps they were inviting us thinking that we would jump on a Zoom call, another Zoom call for the students, and we decided to stay super true to our medium. So we've been hosting online workshops but through radio where the participants actually need to go to radioe.net to participate and we open up an online channel of course like a a chat um, where they can leave voice and we put voice memos and then we put the voice memos online so that the participation is happening through radio live Um, and these uh, these workshops obviously then have like a back a back part of it that is not happening as a broadcast, but it's happening actually on a technical level of really troubleshooting what Hernan just said. Like, this is how you can actually be doing this um, and going through, okay, what is the equipment you have? I only have a computer. Okay, so this is how you do it. What do you have? Well, some other people have a super professional setup. Okay, so we've like, we have a working document that is this like extensive manual of ways of doing radio, depending on the kind of setups that you might have. Um, which has been 
really awesome. And also like, instead of preparing a very fancy presentation of who we are, we decided to just bring people into our Google Drive and seeing how we organize it, really. Like this is how it's done on the back end and, and being as honest as, as we can on, on all these technicalities. Um, another experience that we had had with, with radio sharing platforms has been um, a really life-changing uh, workshop that we hosted in the Amazon jungle in a village called Fortlandia. Uh, where we actually ended up donating all our radio equipment for them to establish their their own radio station. Yeah, so is that ongoing? Um, I, is the radio station broadcasting today that you built for them? Yeah, in and they and they also got their license, so they're also broadcasting FM uh, aside of from online. Wow. Yeah. And, and so, have you built FM stations? Um, have you built stations that broadcast terrestrially for people in addition to the online station that you have? That's oh. not free. <laughs> <laughs> it's regulated. I'm thinking about the pirate, the pirate dream. Have you been? We have, we have in Forlandia, but we only transmitted for, you know, 50 meters or something. We, you cannot get a, a big transmitter because it's, you cannot legally. Because also because yeah. we are in movement, our audiences are all over the place because every time we go to a location, we collect new fans you know, and so our fans are all like, our listeners are totally distributed. So in fact, online is, is what makes the most sense for us. We do yeah. partner up, like Stefa was saying, we do partner up with local FMs because they already have the audience. For us to install an FM on a new location is more of an experiment than actually a listenership um, a pr- a reach. Um, I, I'm curious about that, the broadcast part of it. Um for the for the wireless broadcast coming up, can radio stations sign up to mm. air it? How's that work? Yes, uh, we're just turning to that magical <laughs> thinking about who else will rebroadcast, and so the line is open. They can just email us at radioe.net at gmail dot com and like let us know they want to rebroadcast, and we'll send you the link. And a lot of the radios that are participating are putting the, the are putting the marathon on, so that that's also kind of like an, an awesome way for us to think about radio and and piracy and and parasiting other radios, you know, like occupying mm. spaces that are perhaps not our space, but sharing it, like sort of like really, really the the sense of network um, and web, you know, like interconnection, interconnecting each other, um, because we are only live perhaps twice a year, obviously, because this level of logistics take quite a lot of time. Um, so other radios and our partner radios are excited when we are when we're live. Um, and they actually totally want to broadcast us. And sometimes they actually do the 24-hour thing. Yeah, how many stations would you say are, are going to be broadcasting it over terrestrial airwaves? Whoa, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't like I, I'm pretty sure that all of the ones that are participating will. Uh, some of them are not FM, but online. Every uh, every every one of them has an online. Some of them also are FM. Um, they will probably I mean, certainly they will do their segment. And if they have open, they will also do the other ones. And then we're also reaching out to other radios, like Stefa was saying, like friends radios, you know, like that they have 
that they, they have the radio, they're not invited as guests, but they, they want to put on the programming. Yeah, I mean, it seems so fa- it seems like a fascinating thing to rebroadcast. What, what types of stations are in your universe of friends who, who are potential? Um, you know, I, f- I feel like in the United States, we don't have as many of these interesting radio stations that might air 24 hours of this kind of programming. Um, but I feel no. like there are magical radio stations all over the world that are airing more radio art and experimentation. Yeah, and also there are some like really official ones that are like totally taking the challenge on it. Like for example, Radio Nacional from Argentina is like, we totally want to broadcast this. So we're like, okay, well that came out of nowhere. Uh, that was so very exciting because this is the kind of program that something like a radio like Wave Farm would totally take on it because they see the artistic approach and whatever. But the Radio Nacional sees the sees the value of something like this. It's also really nice for us to to get that to get that airspace with a huge now that's a that's a real fm that's a huge audience um and then that's incredible congratulations yeah that's that was a good one then we oh also God. have for example a radio in nigeria um i don't know we have some really strange some really strange places that we didn't know that we actually uh, had access to i mean we have someone in wuhan which is super exciting as well. But in that case, it won't be neither FM or nothing. It would be over WeChat because that's, that's just what they have. And so it, that layer also of flexibility, not only in content, but also in, in, in what, what they have available to join in. Um, in Cuba, for example, it would happen through Telegram. Uh, and that's just how they do radio. Can you explain what is Telegram in, in Cuba? Telegram is um, is a is a it's like WhatsApp. It's a it's yeah. a, like a WhatsApp or WeChat or is one of those. Yeah, it's like it's the Russian version, but the stickers are great, <laughs> and and you can delete messages, and no one knows that they were ever there. So those are some real advantages. And it has like a, a, a very strong uh, security, I guess, like encryption. That's why it's, Telegram got very big in like specifically in these kind of places like Russia and Cuba. And a lot of my, our hacker friends use Telegram. They don't use WhatsApp. <laughs> but so, yeah, Rafa from Radio Crisalida has been running this radio on Telegram because that, that's how he can do it. And so he, he, was, he was a little hesitant. He was like, well, but I'm not really doing radio radio. You know, my radio is on Telegram. And we are jumping off excitement like, yes, this is exactly what we're talking about when we think yeah. about radio. I think that's the I know. first well, time yeah. that... That, Eric. Um, yeah, I think that's <laughs> so the first time on Radio Survivor that the, you know, uh, we have a um, we have like a, a a ceremony where where something else becomes a radio, right? For uh, and I, you know, uh, I I don't know who's the first person to write that article, Jennifer. It might have been Matthew. It might have been Paul. But Matthew it's like, oh, guess Paul, what? This colleagues. this became a radio, and now this became a radio. Now this. So uh, today is the day on Radio Survivor the first time that the idea that uh, WhatsApp has become a radio we had no idea <laughs> telegram and that well and also telegram, telegram that uh, <laughs> that these that these communication apps that uh, are more popular outside of the united states so we don't really think about them on a daily basis we being me uh that these are also radios now the same way that Total. Like, we would know no pero eric whatsapp even has this secret button that is called a um, broadcast list whatsapp oh. broadcast mm-hmm that's amazing. I mean, they're already in it. They're already there. 
we are the ones that are not getting right. <laughs> getting it, but they they've already done it for us. So yeah, that's what so interesting. Oh, go so ahead, Stephanie. What is there like a music or so? Is there any like ceremonial action that happens? There is now. No, it's it was just that <laughs> someone read a blog post. But like a little jingle should come yeah. up right yeah. now. Like, ta-da! I know. <laughs> That's great. Well, well I think also... Yeah, no, sorry. Well, so this is when I said when, oh, yeah, you, when you learn so much, like I didn't know you can do radio on Telegram, then now we know. Now we know we can do it that way too. To me, such so much learning, so much learning here. Yeah. Bueno, the chicos from Radio Nopal in Mexico, mind-blowing the kind of radio they're doing. So what they're going to be doing is they're going to bring, they have 88 members to this community. All of them are running radio through a Raspberry Pi attached to a tiny mini screen. And this little setup is like mega, mega mobile. It's called Mensajito. And so what they're doing is they are going to be inviting open for one hour to all these community people that have mensajito with them to broadcast um, to broadcast in this one hour slot that they're that they're getting in in wireless. And so that's the way that they do radio is like through this like super decentralized self design. They've also designed the server for it. Here we are like talking with people that are just doing radio from, from scratch, really, because the Raspberry Pi is just like plainly with nothing, with an operation system that, I mean, not even an operation system. So these people have actually built their radio from scratch, and they're going to come to talk. I think, I believe that each one of them, their, their cue is to talk about the first time they ever transmitted it. Um, is that? Which is, yeah, really, really exciting, really. It's, how do you spell it, mensajito? Mensajito, um, M E N S A J I T O. Mensajito. Because I'm, I'm just googling it, and that, so it, that's, will, it makes me think about the very early days of radio. I'm put it here in the chat, okay? Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, it makes me think of the early days of radio when people were, you know, building their right. own. Uh, DIY radio stations like it's I, I don't know the whole concept of your entire day with like these very modern versions of that and then thinking about 1920 it's really cool the way that all I mean in 1920 they were so they were going I don't understand how they were even insane those people are totally crazy and out of time to think about it because really nothing has changed like Stefan has said nothing really has changed in that in that department, um, we have so much to catch up, or perhaps it's just never going to change. And this is just how it is. I mean, I get really caught up with the electromagnetic spectrum. I'm on that part. I like to think about the the physics of it and and how it's endless and how the spectrum should be freed. And this whole thing of like frequency allocations is a complete scam. Um, I'm on that boat. So. Pirate. Mega the pirate. pirate. I mean, it's not then the people from Brazil, now that you mentioned pirate, the, the segment of Brazil is actually going to be talking about Radio Libre, which is a concept that is not about, pri- it's not about piracy. It's about freedom. Yeah. We, because we did one a, thing. We did an episode sorry. about community radio in Brazil with a friend of the show. Um, and I, uh, I, I, would, I, think, I think we know the story. Um, 
but it was a while ago. It was a long time ago. You remind me the way that how they how they do radio now in Brazil, or they used to do it. Instead of you tuning into the radio, they will put a speaker on the top of a post on a corner on the street, and then they will just you know I'm gonna talk here on the post, and then that's my radio. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> radio poste. About they're making me realize. So one very different thing about this London summer is that people have been biking around with giant speakers. Hmm. I I think also like the portability of speakers has got. But this is very we're very like proper over here. You don't get that. I mean, this is like very normal in the other places. But we've had like a two week heat wave, and everyone has been just like in full speaker party mode and it's been super nice so, so they're like you know everyone's gotten their own little yeah own well, little and, station and a bike with a speaker on it is um i mean yes in 2020 it might be cheaper to buy a speaker that you could put on your bike but there's something very pandemic about um sharing sharing the you know you can't share close space but you can share the sound space closely Right, you're like closer together, and so um, uh, hopefully you like the taste of the person on the bike who just drove by. Wow. Well, it totally fits. It totally fits with radioee.net too. Yeah. The whole mobility of the chicos. I have something really important to add here, um, which is uh, because we always collaborate with a local with a local co-host that will take on the local language so that, that he could handle perhaps guests that don't talk either Spanish or English, like the case of Turkey, for example. Like we had a local co-host that was speaking Turkish and also knew some English so that he would also sort of like bridge us in. This time we, we, are, co- we are co-broasting with Radio Caso um, in, in Buenos Aires. And, and Radio Caso, Florencia, Cursi has been... Has, has been working with us from the beginning to, to establish this connectivity. Um, they also have been organizing an orchestra of winds. Um, so that I'm very excited about this one because, uh, because of the pandemic. In Buenos Aires, the pandemic is, the lockdown is actually very severe. Um, people are not allowed to leave their houses. If you want to go to a supermarket, you have to request a permit. If you want to be, like, so for anything permit is taking very, very serious. This has been over a hundred and something days that it has been like this. And it's only getting more and more severe on the strictness of the lockdown. So what has been happening is a lot of balcony action. Uh, there's no no one using the bicycle. There's no one actually in the streets. Everyone is on their balcony. So what Radio Caso is organizing together, besides of organizing this wireless broadcast with us, they're parallelly organizing an orchestra of winds that will take that will happen for 24 hours. Um, and this orchestra of winds means a few different musicians from all from all over different parts of Buenos Aires broadcasting the wind of their balconies. Wow. Yeah. And this audio is going to come through um, in, into wireless every time we do a transition. So it would be sort of like the, the wind is moving us from one radio, from one location to another. Um, but that collaboration is something that, we, yeah, that, that has been really, really enriching for, for this broadcast. Also, Florencia has brought great, great connections to, 
to to other radios that we didn't have access. And she's like a family member. I mean, what a fun yeah, totally. collaborator. It's like, she's <laughs> just like... Yeah, she's totally on the same wave. It sounds so beautiful. That idea is so beautiful to have the sound of the wind as the transition piece. Is that going to be a separate... Will there be a way, way to access the wind as a separate stream? Correct. So there will be one stream only broadcasting for 24 hours the wind. And then sometimes this wind will also come into our stream as a way to move us across. Um, but also the fact that everyone is in their balconies, right? And like thinking about the balcony as a broadcast station, that is a pandemic. Uh, that's a pandemic consequence, I guess. Will Radio Caso will be broadcasting the whole uh, orchestra? Yes. Live? Yes. So you probably, yes, your question, Jennifer, I think that, yeah, I think you can listen to the orchestra completely in Radio Caso, in their website. Exacto. In, Radio's, okay. in Radio Caso website, you will have both streams. You will have a player yeah. with the wind and a player with, with oh, wireless. Fine. Yeah, I definitely want to tune in to a bit of that. I'll have to go back and forth between mm-hmm. between the two. <laughs> so what? Um, so let's say I'm on the west coast of the United States. When when can I start listening to wireless on August twenty seventh, twenty twenty? What time of day would it start for me? It's going to start at twelve a.m. Buenos Aires time. So what? you're. It's minus three, and you're you're five hours behind Buenos Aires. Uh, no, that's not true. You're f- f- okay. I'm looking it up. You're six hours behind them. You're six. They're one hour more that closer t- than GS. Sorry, I'm more orientation. We're for four this. hours. <laughs> <laughs> Four hours. Yeah, it's six. It's Four six hours. P, it's six p.m. in Buenos Aires, according to my Apple brain. Correct. And, uh, it's two p.m. right now in, in on the West Coast, and it's ten okay, p.m. So around. where you are, and it's. <laughs> no, this is how it's, it, the, the program of here is going to be insane. I mean, yeah. we just I know, was, we just dropped down your, last uh, night. Yeah, we just dropped down your world where you guys have to know what time it is everywhere <laughs> on the planet. I know. Um, Stephanie, speaking of which, so are it, you doing okay? Uh, it's late where you are, but we can keep chatting. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I just, like, realized we have to, like, really mega cross-check the time zones. It's like, oh, yeah. I just, oh, like, no. I, I more had that moment, <laughs> like. I can't oh, imagine. I, 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 did I tell all of you my nightmare last night was um, that I was afraid I was going to be late for this recording, <laughs> and every clock and phone in my house had a different time mm. on it. <laughs> so I didn't know what time it actually was. Jennifer, I thought that our recording was going to happen uh, at 12.30 until my teams were like, no, it's at 3.30. But the, right, our, I mean, it was at our 12.30. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But this is how we're going. It's the, 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 our, our sheet looks insane right now with all these GMTs, GM, I don't know. Well, I didn't know, I didn't know where you were. Uh, Augustina. <laughs> so I didn't know which time zone to specify for you. Um, so yeah, I, I well, I think I was looking at your spread, spreadsheet, your grid last night. So that's probably why I had the nightmare too. Like, wow, this is a lot to organize, you guys. That's funny. That's funny. I'm like, I every once in a while, I'll have my oh, I work at a radio station nightmare. But it's, it's so far in the in my past, in my actual temporal past, that I don't have that nightmare very much. But I used to have that nightmare um, that, like, every night 
Like, oh, I work at a radio station. I'm about to go on the air. Uh, I'm moving like molasses and the clock is not the, the clock is going normal time and i can't like i can't keep up and how does how does cds even work i would have you know i'd always need a cd to to play to start the music um yeah i don't that's an old nightmare now um uh, now, yeah one 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 amazing seat setup also that it's going to happen wind related um, mm-hmm. i'm looking at the grids that's why like it's all coming it's all coming into me um we have a connection with a Newfound, Newfoundland. Uh, in Newfoundland, there's a hill called Radio Hill. And that's where the first transatlantic communication happened. And it happened because it wasn't supposed to happen there, really. But, the, but there was so much wind that the, that the transmission wasn't, was, wasn't getting clear. So Marconi said, oh, well, if there's wind, let's put the antenna up on a kite. And that's how the transmission happened. So we got a connection there. Um, who's going to be talking about this specific moment, uh, as well as a ton of archives from from the indigenous communities that had been using ever since like the 60s and the 70s have been using radio to communicate through the vast landscape because that's the only way they can actually communicate. Uh, so there's like a huge history of pirate radio over there. Um, Marconi did a deal with the government. I mean, Marconi is here, like the mega, the, the mega monopolistic uh, character of communication systems. Um, and he was making deals with all the governments and stuff. So that, this should be a very interesting segment. He's going to be bringing archives, um, language unknown, possibly the, the, the language that these First Nations uh, speak. Um, probably they don't even have translation by now. So, yeah. And so we're going to be able to hear everything if we can't, if we don't have the stamina that all of you have to listen to the entire 24 hours, we're going to be able to listen to an archive of everything, correct? For sure. Yes. Uh, most of our listeners tune into the, uh, that broadcast about three times. So that's our like, you know, the average like people, I mean, it's different now. Who knows? Maybe people will listen all day because they can kind of like, they probably have to like have meetings and maybe like outside for a second or whatever but <laughs> i don't know i don't know <laughs> what do people who do who knows what august um, 27th will be like <laughs> yeah yeah but uh yeah i think like it's more that like it's been this kind of a thing that is continue happening so it makes the day special for everyone and the audio day has been kind of special for everyone on our previous broadcasts and then we always make a huge giant sound file um, we started cutting our broadcasts into like segments, which has been fun, but also um, very slow. And because we're obsessed with the next thing, it takes a lot longer to to retrofit yeah. uh, the the previous shows. But all but, our all our sounds um, are archived on on our own website and on archive.org, obviously. Um, but yeah, eh, and we like to archive, as Stephanie was saying, like the giant chunk of 24 hours, and then slowly we're w- working backwards to hopefully work, eh, break it up eh, within within the hour, every hour. But again, people like I think that there's something about joining the journey with us, you know, that that's the reason why people come in and out, and they're like, oh, they moved to this other location, and they're. Well, there's like this idea of traveling without moving that that we like 
that we like that our listeners get on it. I think people is going to be traveling also with the languages in this time. Like people is going to be listening to someone from Chile, then someone is going to, speak, going to be speaking Mandarin. I think that's very attractive on this show also. Yeah, there's a um, College Radio Day does, they do a global marathon every year to celebrate college radio around the world. And so every hour it's a station in a different part of the world. And and to me, that's been a cool part of that is catching different languages and different types of music as as the day proceeds. And um, yeah, it's kind of hard to not it, it's kind of hard to step away, you know, like something about that live broadcast and like what you're doing, too. Um, once you start, once you get drawn in, it's probably hard to step away. Total. I wonder which is going to be that word, that thread word that never modifies. Like, is it wireless? Because wireless in Spanish is wireless. I mean, you can say inalámbrico, but you can also say wireless and everyone completely understands. And so, like, what, what would be those words that are multilingual, translingual, right? Translingual, mm -hmm. no? That just, like, go across all the languages and are still um, making sense? Can you, can you tell me what yeah, wireless... Yeah, I wonder about that with wait, radio. Yeah, what, but you just said a word and I want to learn it. Total. What was the word you just said, Augustina? Oh, wireless in Spanish is inalámbrico. In, okay. in means to... no, like in, alambrico. Ah, yeah, Hernan's helping me out with the There chat. you are. She's <laughs> <laughs> like without cables. Umbilical. Without, without cables. Yeah. No cables. umbilical cord. Exactly. Yeah. No wires. No wires. Umbilical cord, same thing. No umbilical, no umbilical cord. Yeah. Wow. Cool. <laughs> See. A new word. No, like this, we, we, we sometimes, so this, this is what's happened Typically with our broadcast is como we have a, a very sort of like editorial direction with this like movement and mobility. And then we deviate through language, trying to find connections and like, oh, but that sounds just like this other thing. And then the root of the words most of the times are so meaningful and have so much baggage and tell so much about certain decisions that are taken um, that, yeah... That's perhaps also something, something on the learning curve of, of, of our radio path. Also, Jennifer, I think when people that listen to RadioEE.net and listen to previous broadcasts, they know, talking about uh, difficult, hard to get away, you know, to step away. Usually things happen in life and a lot of things happen because we are ready, but we are like, we are on the go, things happening and... You're there and you're, you never know what is going to happen next. You know, you're never, you never know. It's, there isn't a schedule, but it's, you know, it's, everything can happen and we let things to happen. So I think that, uh, that's why people, that to me, that will be something hard to like stop listening. Okay, you know, before we had, you know, problems, you know, there was this wave that covered the whole boat and all of a sudden people stopped listening and they are like, oh, what happened? And then we came back and we explained what happened. And we allocate that hour for a guest, but then that hour was something else, which was very interesting. So those things that are happening on the go all the time, I think that's, that's very interesting and it's hard to get away. I think that's going to be the hardest part. I mean, for me, the idea <laughs> of, okay, so there was this really magic moment in our radio. So Hernan is part of this group called Club Silent. And they're our, like, headphone sponsor, so they have all these wireless headphones. So our radio went from this, like, 
jail and like i'm mostly on the back end with hernan and augustina is like talking blah blah and we're like 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 this person and this person and like phone and all this stuff but then all of a sudden we were like disconnected and we could still be part of the show and it changed everything about our marathon experience because then we could be like moving around and walking blah blah I think that it's going to be really hard for us to be doing this for 24 hours, like, in this more, like, stationary mode. That's what I'm, like, because so much of our energy of the marathon, it, like, comes from moving, like, the physical, the physical aspect of it. So, like, my biggest concern is, like, not falling asleep because I'm just, like, sitting in my office. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned of, like, this is the first time that actually we are in such a sound safe situation because yeah. landscape is totally part of the totally part of the broadcast. We do not disguise it, but we have in, in Turkey, we were stopped by the police eight times. But that is so much part of the storytelling of what is happening in Istanbul. And so these kind of things is like now we are stuck on a table. It's almost boring. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm sure there will be sounds. No, I mean, we're yeah, going to sure. have so many problems that we, we know. But. <laughs> <laughs> but like this time we broadcasted from this surveillance truck in Washington, D.C., we set up the studio there inside the, inside the truck. We put carpet around so it's not as noisy. Imagine broadcasting all over from 24 hours, driving around on a surveillance truck. It was so noisy. It was like crazy. <laughs> but those are the moments of transition also, you know, where like the guest yeah. can realize, like the listener can re- realize that, oh, they're moving from one place to another. And so allowing those sounds to, to be part of the broadcast is also the, allowing the people to be part of the journey. Another way that people join the journey is through... Um, through a live chat that we have going on. So people obviously chat on the website, but also they leave us voice messages uh, on the phone. And so there's like a ton of interaction and people joining with their languages. Or, oh, this is how you say, because sometimes we don't know how to say something and we'll like spend perhaps like 10 minutes trying to explain each other. And then the, the audience starts calling, oh, this is the way you say it. Say the, I don't know, it's like... I remember we got really caught up with the word resiliency. We had mm-hmm. no clue how to say resiliency in Spanish, um, which also brings along, like, I don't know, trying to explain resiliency, even in English, like what does it mean to be resilient? And so it goes into perhaps some more meaning, meaningful conversations as well. I like the, I mean, the, the way that this direction, the, the way that this conversation is headed as we're, as we're, um, stretching out the podcast it's it it makes me wish that there was more live broadcasts uh on more global broadcasting like as a culture like more chances for people who are not in the same places uh to be to be in in live dialogue like it's happening it's already happening i think it's happening more and more it's exciting I think that the pandemic yeah. really brought this really brought this forward to two radios in like two the two radio stations in general also because a lot of the radio stations like the classic radio stations had to figure out a way to keep on doing radio with their multiple hosts in their own houses yeah. and all of a sudden there's this like revelation of like oh we could have always been doing this like this 
Um, yeah. I mean, a ton of like most of the radio stations in Argentina are distributed right now, and the hosts are in multiple locations, and the tech is in another place. And so it's kind of amazing. For example, what we were going to be doing with this like multi-port setup, in which we are um, opening up five different ports to our stream, so that um, the listener has no doesn't doesn't feel the change from one radio to another, but that the radios join into the stream from one port and then from another port and from another port. And so this way you don't have to refresh the page, right? Yeah. It's just like it keeps on moving. And so these kind of things um, happen because of necessity these days. It's not even experimental. It's like an, a need. Um, so it's accelerating some of these things in a way. Well, even, even that we can have these, I feel like I've been in more international conversations since the pandemic started. So like um, where people are meeting up with people that they wouldn't, there might be meetings in person where you'd be excluded from because you live in a different location. So I feel like there, there's more and more of that happening um, for people who may not have experienced that in the past. And so radio right. is also yeah. a way into understanding it. Yeah. I mean, it, it reminds me of like the first like time when I, when I was a young person in radio, one of my favorite things was just to get on the phone and talk to someone, you know, uh, far away. And like we, we would have the moment where we would be broadcasting, but prior to that, it would just be like, how are you today? How's your family? And it was like a, an early opportunity for me to be on the phone with someone, uh, on the other side of the planet and now that's a much more common yeah everyone gets to be a radio broadcaster now with the uh, with the webcams and the microphones total total TV host yeah the twitches see but for us again again for us it's like people totally always ask us like ah and you also do video no we do radio yeah we do not I'm exhausted with the video Oh, but also it's like for various reasons. One of it, because we've always wanted it to imagine the internet as a place where you could also share something else that is not only an image, but, but think about the internet as a sonic space. And also because the quality of the, of, the, of the conversations that we have, because they're only happening through audio, are really, really different. People are not worried about the way they look or if this looks fine or my hair or this or that and the makeup, don't worry, no one's going to see you. And so it loosens them up so much more. It's really, really interesting, the change of dynamics there. And then the whole other amounts of little mistakes or things that we think that at the beginning we're like, oh my God, no, that came that came also on the background. And then we realize that that's the richness of of the texture, like the landscape we were saying before, or the noise of the movement of the of the object in which we are traveling, or a giant wave totally dumping our equipment and making these crazy electrifying noises of everything almost at the point of breakdown. And so all those kind of things are also, yeah, it's, a, it's another way of experiencing the world, no? Well... Thank you so much, uh, Stephanie, Augustina, and Heronon. This was really cool to hear about wireless. I can't wait to listen. Um, thanks for being on Radio Survivor. It was so lovely to meet you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, totally an honor to be in this show. I'm a fan of Survivor. 
Thank you so much. Jennifer and Eric, we were waiting for you the 27th, okay? Okay. We'll be there. We'll Good be luck. there. And now yeah. I know I can leave messages too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Please do. Thank you, guys. Yeah.